0: Hello and welcome to the Unique CPA with your host, Randy Crabtree. We're committed to creating a thriving community of accounting professionals who are physically and mentally healthy, fulfilled, and energized by their work. Our ultimate goal is to elevate the reputation of the accounting profession and vastly improve the lives of those in it. The Unique CPA is brought to you by TriMerit, the specialty tax professionals. Today our guest is Matthew May. Matthew is a co-founder and partner at Acuity. Acuity is a a remote cloud-based accounting firm. Matthew himself is headquartered out of Atlanta area, but they have people all over the country, about 150 people, so a very large practice. Matthew is very involved in technology. In fact, his uh, handle on Twitter, or I think everywhere, I don't know if it's Twitter or LinkedIn, or is the uh, Tech CPA. So this is a topic he talks about a lot. We're going to go a different direction today, although technology may come into it. Uh, Matthew, welcome to the Unique CPA. Thanks for having me, Randy. I'm really excited to be here. Well, this is not your first time. This is technically your third time. Yeah, we we did a one on one. We did the live podcast, which was a fun time. <laughs> that was the
1: best. Still, that was the best recording session I've ever had in my entire life, just for the record.
0: Yeah, well, that's awesome. I had a great time. It's because all you guys, the, you know, made it. All the all the guests that came out, we had, we had a great time. All right. So, so the reason you're back for a third time, other than being such a, an engaging, entertaining, uh, fun to talk to person, and I can keep going forever, um, is I noticed a month or two ago, I don't know the exact timing. You guys announced you had become a B Corp on Valentine's um, Day
1: of all days. So oh, yeah, we—I think that was when we got the official notice. It's been a project for several years, but on Valentine's Day, we became an official B Corp. So.
0: Which is pretty cool. I had interviewed one other person, a Manji partner, John Sensaba from Sensaba San Filippo. They're out of uh, San Jose, San Francisco area, Pleasanton, California, and they are a B Corp. And they were. This was three years ago. I talked to him about it, and at the time, I had no idea what a B Corp is. I still don't know much about it, and so you're going to educate me today. But but it was really cool to talk to him about it. So if anybody wants to go back and listen, it was probably like episode five, six, seven, eight. Uh, of the unique CPA where I talked to John Sense about, but I got intrigued with it. Not enough, I guess, to dig deeper than <laughs> this, but intrigued from a standpoint that I've been bringing it up internally at our firm. Like we, this is something we really need to look into. And so we've started to at least analyze what it is and what it means. And if it's something the path we want to go down, but, we just said the words. We said B Corp. Most people probably don't know what we're talking about. You know, can you give us a a quick rundown? Or it doesn't have to be quick as long as
1: you want rundown and what B Corp is. Sure. Well, I can tell you what it is to me. Yep. Um, B Corp is a designation that's historically been kind of more identified with consumer brands like Ben and Jerry's, Patagonia, like companies that you really you know think about as like doing good. Uh, in addition to Having a commercial business, what it means to me is, uh, and and you literally have to update your corporation documents or your LLC docs. You literally have to commit that uh, sustainability and non-financial metrics that do better for the world are going to be considered in all of your corporate decisions. And that's the bottom line. Uh, you're going to do right, basically, instead of or just you're just committing to to kind of do the right thing. Um, and considering all the impacts of your decisions and not just the financial impacts of your decisions. It's the most interesting clause I've ever put in in our LLC agreement. So <laughs> wow. So it's just that you're going to be better for the world. Is that it? Yeah, well, that's basically, we're going to do the right thing. We're commit to thinking about our employees, thinking about our customers, thinking about our supply chain, whatever that be for you. Like most manufacturers have supply chains, but we also like how we pick vendors and how we pick partners is going to be impacted by this and just all those things are going to be considered and we're committing that it won't just be a financial decision when we make decisions like this that will weigh these things and, and sometimes financial decisions are important all these companies make money or, or try to make money that's still the goal of them yeah so that's interesting some of the questions we get off the bat are like oh does that bust my S corp or LLC or C corp or whatever like that? And it's just a, it's not a legal designation. Uh, It's not a tax based for the, all the accountants. Like it's not a tax based designation. It's basically a certification program that you make some of these commitments and then you have to prove, uh, you know, initially, and then on a rolling basis that you're meeting the requirements of B corporation and there's a not for profit B labs that goes through and does the audits and um, just like you go through a financial review, they go through the other stuff on you. So that's been a great exercise.
0: All right, and so I kind of think you probably started to answer that just with your explanation of what it is, but what what inspired you as a as a company to you know, hey, it's time to go and look to see if we can actually get this designation. You were probably doing a lot of this stuff already, but now it's out there and you have this designation. But what was the inspiration to go after this?
1: Yeah, we started with, like everybody does, I think, we we started a program called Acuity Cares and then we just picked a company a year to like give back to. So we give free services to now, I think, four or five companies that are not for profits. Just we, as we grew, we tried to add one to that program. That's kind of how we started the Give Back program. I mean, we've always started, like, how do you make Acuity sustainable? How do you make, you know, the decisions we make make sense? How does this survive into the next generation in a way that that we think that that's appropriate? And we kept stumbling across B Corps. The community, the people we met in the community just resonated with us. They kind of seem like our kind of people. And we kind of aspire to be kind of the front runners of just <laughs> I mean, sometimes as a firm owner we're thinking like oh it's all about money and stuff like that it's not like we're building huge enterprise values and stuff like that and a lot of us are just mission-based right mm-hmm. so this program really resonated with us and we've gotten lots of kind of subsequent benefits for them happy to talk about uh, just going yep. through the process
0: oh we'll definitely get into that that's one of the questions i've written down but uh i kind of want to set the stage here a little bit first do you know and I know when I talked to John Sense about three years ago, they were one of the first accounting firms to, to go through this. They may have been the first, may have been the second. Do you know if there have been many accounting firms that have done
1: this? There's less than 20 U.S. firms that have met this qualification. Yeah. So it's it's still a, a really small numbers. And there's a couple reasons for that. Um, I think people are still learning about what a B Corp is. But the criteria and the bar for being a service firm and having B Corp criteria is much higher than a product firm because the you have to maintain a certain level of points. Yep. Not like a percentage grade, and a huge number of the points are based on supply chain and suppliers that don't apply to us. Right. So all, all these points, these not that it's easy for Patagonia to to maintain their certification, but I think it's easier for a product based company to achieve the qualifications. Now they have to do all the right things, right? Like they have to do, they have to have all the considerations throughout their supply chain. So they have another, a bunch of hurdles to walk through, but they have an opportunity for more points, uh, from a gross basis.
0: Okay. So let's go into the process. How, how long did this take and what was this process you had to go through?
1: Yeah, we messed up. We we tried to do this during COVID, and then huh. they got hit really hard, and they kind of contracted. And we're kind of in that middle segment. So they did really good of keeping the big big companies flowing through, and really good with the smaller companies flowing through. And we kind of got caught in the middle because we started about twenty twenty the process. Okay, and so we went through an abnormally long time mm-hmm. based on some macro <laughs> events in the economy and, and uh-huh. stuff like that. I expect that from what I understand, they've really shortened the cycle for people, but we we made our initial application. Uh, we had somebody help us with our assessment. Uh, we went through periods where we we started revising policies and seeing best practices. Some of that was substantive and some of it was just making sure we had things written down. So some of it was stuff we were already doing that we wrote down and then some of it was like, oh. That, that's a great idea, <laughs> you know. And and then we should we should kind of go from that. A lot of it's stuff was we were seeking, and we were able to kind of leverage the network to see what the best practice was in the industry. So, it, it was a really great process for us. Uh, it took way longer than we thought it would. Uh, we joke because that was uh, my business partner's name is Kenji. We joke because it was his goal that uh, from twenty twenty. That's why it took so long. Like anything he takes on, <laughs> we, we we give him a little grief for. It. So. Um, so that was kind of fun, uh, too, for me, is that it took a long time and that it was on his plate versus mine, which was nice. So you give him some crap. All right. Oh, <laughs> oh, pretty consistently for the last. I mean, this is the gift that keeps on giving during COVID for us. It was like, oh, man, this is awesome. I get to ask him how this is going. So we had two uh, two acuity cons where I got to go on stage and say, hey, you have any announcements related to our B Corp and for the whole company? And, yeah. Uh, and he would have to say, no, <laughs> no it's still in the works. It's a, it's in process.
0: It's in review. So the, speaking of review, I mean, obviously you said you get graded, so you have to go through some process. Is this like a, you know, like the CPA exam? I mean, you could take it, you don't pass, you can take it again. Or did you get past the first time you went in or do you know you got
1: the points beforehand? How's that process work? Um, it's kind of like you do a lot of prep for yep. it. Right. So you kind of get a sense for where your score is when you start. And then you go see like where the points come out because you're trying to get an aggregate score uh, to be able to reach the initial certification. Um, But I believe we passed the first like certification we went through. Um, It took, you know, nine months of like when we saw what the criteria was to put everything in place and have enough time go by to like feel good about still keeping our application in and stuff like that. Um, but I think smaller companies you, you usually do it a lot faster.
0: Really? Okay. And then, so some of the things then now this is curious for me because there's some things we're doing and I'm wondering if would equate to this, like, you know, we're remote like you, we have people all over the country twice a year. We get everybody together. In fact, two months from now, we'll be doing that. And one of the things we'll do as a company is a, uh, some kind of charitable thing. We'll, we'll go to a, you know, whatever, a food pantry or we will we'll build uh, you know, I think we're talking this year about, you know, there's this thing you can do about building bikes that you give away to people in need, that kind of thing. Are those type of activities part of this process or is that just independent? I
1: know for us, it's not cause we're so remote. So okay. it's really hard to facilitate those remotely, but right. I believe it is. I mean, we did a, like we did trees Atlanta last year and, yep. but that's like 10 of our people can come because, okay, right. you know, you know. Um, versus 150 people all over the world, like that's a little different. But I believe there's components to that. I don't remember the exact point things for anything. I try to stay out of that for a a little bit. But it's things like that that you're committed to uh, programs that are that a uh, lots of policies like uh, that protect your employees, okay, um, or that you have policies for your employees for certain things. Like employees are a huge component to it. Like what you're considering from your employees' lives. That are there. Nice. Uh, supply chain is a huge part of it, and, and clients are part of it. Right? Okay. So, so it's just uh very interesting to me. So, yep.
0: And then, so, so then let's talk about this impact that this had. Or, you know, we're still we're a month into it, so maybe you don't have a lot yet. But just going through the process, maybe. But, you know, there's like three areas I'm curious about your company operations. How's that impacted? That must change based on these policies
1: you put in place, right?
0: That's right. I think,
1: I more than anything, because we were kind of growing, and and we were really late to the game with like fully establishing HR. So, for context, like it wasn't until I believe uh, last year, early two thousand twenty two, where we hired our first HR person. Wow, uh, that that was like HR's like all the HR credentials, right? All the HR orgs. With 150
0: so, people? <laughs> that was your,
1: yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. So so we were an outlier from that perspective. Yeah. So what it really helped us do was go through and see what policies should be in place as we formalize that. So as that HR person came in and was helping professionalize a lot of our HR function, She was able to reach out to the B Corp community, which was like, what are the right policies to put in place versus, you know, reaching out to the law firm and saying, hey, throw us an employee handbook. We were able to look at other people's handbooks and see what policies were in place and weren't in place. So we could really make informed decisions on like what a good employer is doing for their people. Right. Often, like a lot of people want to do the right thing. I feel like Randy, like most of us. Right. I would hope. And then. The challenge is we get busy, and we don't think about things, and we just let things happen. So anytime, I guess in our experience, you surround yourself with peers that you're going to ask these questions to that are as aligned like this as possible, they'll give you examples that are just more thought out in the ways that you want them to be thought out. Like I could go to anybody in the Atlantic community, and they give me a legal employee like employee right. handbook. Right. Like this will protect you. Don't worry. but Going to the B Corp community and, and talking to that community, they've really thought of it from a, a lens of like a, I think a stronger lens of employee advocacy nice. uh, and what's right for the people and, and not just uh, protect the company, uh, which a lot of people get into when they get into these practices. Uh-huh. So it's just a lens shift that was really helpful and kind of in the spirit of kind of what we've always wanted, Yep. but we had the resources and the people that had done it before and kind of treaded the way. And that's really, really helpful.
0: Yep. So you, when you're talking here, and you and I were both at a conference together, the, uh, the QuickBooks Connect out in Vegas in December last year of 2022. And Simon Sinek spoke there. Did you see him speak? I miss Simon's.
1: I, I saw the Gladwell one, but I okay. missed Simon's.
0: Yeah, because you know he was talking about One of the things was his book, The Infinite Game. And after I heard him talk, I went out and got that book, and I listened to it on tape, and twice. I, I heard it the one time, and I went and listened again. And that, to me is a lot like what the things that B Corp represents from a standpoint that it's, it's not, you know, let's maximize profits today to, you know, affect the few. Let's think about the sustainability of the company for the future and how that's going to work. And so I don't know if you've ever read that book. I was starting to think, did that come into your mindset with this at all? Or
1: I, I actually haven't read that book, but I'll put it on my reading list because it sounds like the right uh, thinking for us. Um, yeah. I would highly recommend
0: it. And I am not one that reads business books. I should. Uh, I just figure at night I'd rather, uh, you know, have a beer and do something else. Um, but this one was really good. So I would highly recommend it. I, I, again, I listened to it two times already and I'm going to listen to it again. And it's kind of the the mindset I have with what we're doing with the Unique CPA, trying to help this create a better Accounting profession by sharing knowledge that other people have and having collaboration and figuring out ways that we can make this a a profession that people are excited getting into all right, I'm going on a rant, let's get back to let's get back to the regularly scheduled show um, and I'll tend to rant all right, so operations you probably already you know alluded to culture, but have you seen an impact to the culture based on what you've put in place then too?
1: well, I think uh, it definitely people that we've talked to, this is like, we've been talking about this for two years internally at both the the last two acuity cons. And it's just really resonated with our folks. So all the employees are really on board with this. They're like, Oh, we, we felt like there was something different here. We couldn't name it, but this, this feels right. Right. When they hear it and they talk about it. Uh, So we haven't been able to market ourselves as a B Corp yet, but we do anticipate that there's a subset of the population that really understands what B Corps are. And they do gravitate toward companies like this. We've already seen it with prospects and potential customers that exclusively, like, you're committing to using the supply chain. Right. The way you know that the supply chain has been validated, because there's an audit every three years, like they're sustaining is by going to the B Corp list. Yep. And saying, oh, who do I want to use as my accountant? You know, and just making sure that the people that are being thoughtful about more than just money. Right, have some kind of filter mm-hmm. uh, just like everything else. Like you can go and look at which law firms have, are doing this. You can go look at every, pretty much any industry you can think of. Yep. And you can say, oh, okay, that's a lens that's at least a checkbox that these are the kind of people that we want to work with
0: yeah so i, I was going to wonder about financial impact and so if, just from that standpoint at least you're you're working with the people that have like mind ideas and they gravitate towards what you what you're doing because they know that you have that similar idea so financially is was that an expectation or is that just going to be a auxiliary benefit that you think financially would help auxiliary benefit yeah so like
1: i think we're we're doing this mostly to stay accountable to our employees nice like if you think about it like if you want to be a good place to work or the best place to work you find something like this and then somebody's coming in and keeping you honest every three years like when we get busy like you get busy and you make decisions this helps you make sure that you you keep things top, top of mind and just prioritize. And it's just like everything else. Like when you state your goal and you write your goal, you're more likely to achieve it. Yep. Like if we want to be a great place to work for people like this is our writing that down. Nice. Right. Yep.
0: So employee standpoint is obviously important. It has, you know, attracted like mine businesses that potentially see, Oh, that's the kind of, company i want to work with what about existing customers have you got feedback from them on what they their impression of what this has done
1: uh, a couple have chimed out and congratulatory wise um but we haven't seen we're only kind of a month into this right. from it being public that we're doing this So we haven't got a ton of that out. I I hope it's up on the website now. We're still in the onboarding process with their marketing group and all that kind of stuff. I know we're showing up on the B Corp website, which is nice. Yep. Yes. But we're still learning how to, it was never meant to be um, a real outwardly facing thing. Right. But now now that it's happened, we're like, oh, we should probably do that. So we're in the process of evaluating on like how you do that. Um, I don't think we even sent a thing out to our clients unless they're following our socials. They haven't seen that probably.
0: Well, I uh, I did go to your website today, and there is a video of Kenji there talking about uh, the B Corp and what you guys have done and accomplished with it. So it is there on the website from that standpoint.
1: Yeah. He recorded that in 2021, dude. <laughs> Just, you. Just so, you can give a, so you can needle him. That's, dude, that's, that, that looks like your haircut in 2021, Kenji. He
0: did look different, too. I didn't even know him at 21. So <laughs> He looks younger. He looks he younger does. than that. He does look younger. I'll, I'll have to give him a hard time on that one. I think I need to reach out to him anyways on something else. So one thing that you did mention is like supply chain. And I'm guessing even who you decide to use maybe from a technology standpoint plays into this. So when we're talking to county firms, we don't really have suppliers that much like a manufacturer. But how about the who you choose to work with from a technology standpoint or people reaching out to you for that? Cause now you're B Corp. Is that something you see play into this?
1: That's correct. So that's where we like leverage the community. Like we just don't know what we don't know. And these people in the community are putting processes in place and we can leverage those on like how you make the decisions like what questions you ask what you expect of your partners and suppliers and things like that what process you run them through how extensive that vetting is like what the criteria is like we just didn't know where to start there like we kind of used a gut feel perspective historically uh, for most of this stuff, right? Right, right. So it's kind of like going from gut feel to like actual process mm-hmm. in all of these evaluations that you do on a routine basis and then trying to ingrain that in your company. So you get the points when it's ingrained in your company. Okay. You don't necessarily get the points for like having good intentions.
0: Okay. But so so let's say, you know, you're trying to vet, pick a technology, a, a payroll company is best for your your clients to be working with, is it, you know, and I'm not going to name payroll companies, but as ABC company have maybe an edge over XYZ company because they're more environmentally friendly or more socially
1: conscious. And so do you get points for that then? You get the most points for when it's physical products. Okay. So I think you get some points for doing this with a kind of your service provider kind of relationships. Yeah. This is why I think there's less accounting firms um, that have qualified than in other sectors because they get really specific points for if you have a supply chain and you've like thought through some of the supply chain issues from a product perspective and that they're considering the environment because there's lots of environmental points. Yeah, I bet. And so when you're a remote based company, some of the stuff that you can get credit for you know, to consider, you know, recycling in your office, like like other things facility-based companies can get. Right. I hate to say it's a disadvantage. It's just different. I think if you're a services company, you should lean heavy to the employee stuff. Makes sense. Because that's so much of your company. That's so much of your substance of everything you do. Right. That is your, your output is your
0: employees' uh, knowledge going into the product you're delivering, I guess.
1: But that's the lift too, Randy. From my perspective, it's like, like you're always we're always asking, like, what are other people doing to offer the perks to their employees to do whatever? Like, we go and see. Cause there's a checklist. It's like, oh, you get this many points for doing this and this 401k, you know, health, you know, all the different things. And then we start seeing what people are doing out there. It's almost like brainstorming the checklist. Mm-hmm. Like it's worth looking at the checklist if you're struggling with a policy, even yeah. if you're not a B Corp. Right. And seeing what policies are in place or what policy they prioritize, because they weight them. Like, so you can kind of get a sense for people are kind of prioritizing for you. Right. Like what they see other people doing and in impact. So that's nice. There's just a lot of like kind of side benefits we didn't really expect because we thought we're just like, oh, this just sounds like us when we started to like, oh, we really should have this policy. Right. (laughs) No, for sure.
0: All right. So I, I have one final question before I want to wrap up on the. B Corp information. And then I do want to go on a tangent on a couple other things because that's what we do on the show. And so we'll go on another tangent. Uh, but before we do that, let's let's wrap up the B Corp conversation. And you just made it more intriguing to me. We brought in our uh, first full-time HR person last year, the end of last year. And so I'm going to reach out to her after this and start having the conversation about, is this something we should start looking at? I talked to our... Uh, CFO this morning already about it, saying, hey, this is something we really need to look at. So we're starting that investigation. So I'm going to do that. But if there's anybody else out there that's considering this, if they've you know, maybe heard about it for the first time now, or they have it in the back of their mind, they've heard that you know Patagonia is a Corp, carp, and what's that mean? What would you say? And it sound like you mentioned them already, but like what are the biggest challenges and then opportunities that the process presented to you that they should be aware of?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, if you're interested in it, I would go hyper local with it because um, as, as far as finding people in your local community that, that do this. So B-Labs is kind of the big parent company that does stuff, but there's chapters somewhere close to you uh, where there's people that help with implementations. They just really, really helpful. So if you're looking for information, I would start there. If you're really like kind of next level on it and you're trying to decide whether that's worth the effort, I would say it is a differentiator for accounting firms for the most part on the employee side. And with so many employees looking for more than money now, Uh more than money and really establishing purpose, this is a thing that you could do if you're aligned with it to demonstrate a commitment to purpose right and it's kind of like putting your money where your mouth is like you're, we go through a freaking audit now every three years for right this. we went through this process a year of evaluating our company and making sure we're looking at best practices and we did it primarily to make sure that we're the like doing what everybody's supposed to be doing for their employees right so if that resonates with you and you're on the fence I would really suggest going through the evaluation phase. But if we didn't have somebody that had was kind of guiding us through it, that was already implementing it, and, and we used a local Georgia folks here, that made all the difference for us on like staying on it and making sure we kind of figured out what we didn't know. And they were able to help us say, oh, this is what helped me. And this is what helped and kind of guided us through like all the nuances of certification. All right. Awesome.
0: And I, and I will point out, I mentioned uh, John sense about, I think their firm actually has a service where they help people through this process now too.
1: So yeah, it's really common. I would get somebody local to you. Like yes. The community is just hyper local kind of gets it. Yep. Uh, you can look at the B Corp website. You know, I'm sure that like you can see which one's certified. Like you definitely want to use an implementer that's certified. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes
0: sense. Certification is probably important. All right. So I want to pivot now. There's two other things that you do that I always find yeah really interesting. So that that's a wrap wrap on the B Corp. Now we will go not Scott Scarano wrap, just us wrapping it up. Type on the B Corp. Yeah, we uh-huh. won't wrap. <laughs> no, we won't. First, I want to ask you about these uh, um, capital for start angel angel, yeah, investing. angel investing. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So uh, because we have focused our little. Niche was, I'm the tech CPA, right? So yep. our, our niche cleared Acuity for the first you know, five years was primarily technology-based companies. So one of the private equity guys came to me about six or seven years ago and was like, hey, how come you guys don't angel invest? Like you get to see all the coolest companies in the Southeast. Like you could just put in money and and do whatever. Uh, and so Kenji and I decided, oh, what the heck? So we now have Acuity Invest, which is our investing arm. Like we, we've made 17 angel investments. We've put in you know 10,000 here 20,000 here just depends on on the company right uh, but that led us into getting about our fourth or fifth investment we're like oh we should learn about this stuff as opposed to being <laughs> stupid and throwing away money <laughs> yeah. um but uh now we run two angel groups we run uh, Atlanta Technology Angels and we run uh, the Atlanta chapter of Venture South and Atlanta Technology Angels specializes in investing like between 100 and 300k in a deal, and Venture South ends up writing checks closer from three hundred to five hundred thousand. So, and they do it both by getting a bunch of people together that are writing twenty five hundred to say fifty thousand dollars checks, and then aggregating the money and investing into companies. So that's really fun and and, and really keeps us interested and engaged in uh something new. Yeah. yeah. Well, and probably brings in new clients too. I assume. I think it's been more the opposite. We've yeah. invested in clients because due diligence okay. is one of the key That's things that, yep. that demonstrates returns. Actually, we have gotten one client out of it. We did made the investment through Atlantic Knowledge Angels, and they ended up becoming a, a customer. So that was really exciting. Uh, but it's actually we've done it well on paper, at least. Uh, for on cash on cash, we're about a push right now, but we have uh, 16 of the investments are active of the 17. Only one went to zero. Wow! And two have partially liquidated it enough to return all the money we've invested. Okay. Uh, so we've been really fortunate. Um, and then we have some hopeful, great outcomes. And those two partial investments will continue to pay off.
0: All right. Well, the next thing I want to talk to you about is this software that you're involved in, and your CEO was it VerifyQ? Yeah. Did this come out of that, or what is VerifyQ? This did
1: come out of that. Okay. So we made an angel investment in a company called VerifyQ. Uh, we were one of their first customers at Acuity. They were building our quality control system uh, about two years ago. The the management team, you know, they had gotten it up to about twenty customers, and they were like, "Look." you know, this is too slow of a growth kind of thing for us. We, we're going to shut it and stuff like that. So we said, don't shut it. We'll buy it. So Kenji and I and Acute Invests arm, made an offer. And then the CTO and the lead developer there said, hey, we're not done. We'd love to come in. So we each went a third in on it. And we re- recapped the company, which is not a good outcome for the rest of the investors. Uh, but nobody else wanted to keep going. Yep. Um, so we recapped the company. Um, and we pivoted uh, in a different direction, so we've we've kind of added to the quality control. But um, we just released a tool called Sales IQ that people will be able to buy probably around May. Uh, mm-hmm. Sales IQ helps people during the prospecting. Quality control is like helping manage your quality control process for the CAS department, right? So if your uh, bookkeepers will do a self review, and it gives them a quantitative score between zero and one hundred, uh, you can set thresholds as the firm, and then the reviewer. Doesn't look at it really until the the bookkeeper is done with it. So the bookkeeper will will find eighty percent of their most common errors in it, uh, and that's a great tool. There's some other good competitors out there that have done something similar. Our unique ability is we, we've we've also made a sales IQ product, which uh, will enable this during the sales process. So what we found in our own business is it was really difficult to correctly scope prospects out of the gate. So this allows them to use our quality control engine. And in two minutes, you can get trailing 12 months revenue. You can get number of bills, number of transactions, number of invoices, number of systems connected, number of bank accounts, number of credit cards. I don't, I can't tell you how many times, Randy, our sales team is like, we didn't know they had a PayPal account. We promised. We didn't know they had another Stripe integration. We didn't know they had this, right? right. And when we we have a very productized pricing set at Acuity. So right. this was really important to us. And it has eliminated our salesperson who's using it. He's one of the beta tester. We have four existing, you can actually use sales IQ if you're a verified Q customer right now. But four of our customers are beta testing it and they're shortening their sales cycle because the experience in the sales process for our salesperson was he would go through this great conversation about their business and all that kind of stuff. And then he'd ask to ask him, hey, how many bills do you send? And ours are the small market. And it's like you're talking to the CEO. Right. How many bills do yeah. I yeah. check? How many transactions? How many credit card transactions do I have? Yeah. And now the experience is go to this website, click here, connect your thing. It'll disconnect from QuickBooks automatically, like at the end. But and then you get all the the sales team gets all the data. Here's the volumes, everything they need to price it.
0: So, it just goes into QuickBooks or or whoever it goes in it connects it pulls down all the data that's been running through the account, and then you have is that how it works It like yeah, close? it's the
1: same exact thing we had built for the quality control the The original product is just the quality control product. We just right. added just a little interface where it could spit out a similar interface and get the data to people uh kind of instantly, so our salesperson's able to follow up within hours with a appropriate quote that's holding up through onboarding um, more, much more consistently. It's nothing worse from a client experience than getting, getting into onboarding and then you're changing the price on them. Right. Right. So that's really been exciting. And you know, people say, what's unique about verify IQ? Well, we've been working on this for a bit because we want to make this a practice management tool and not just a quality control tool. And this is where people see, Oh, there's nobody really doing that. Right. There's nobody really helping you in the prospect cycle. Uh, if you go to our website, QD.co, you can actually do the financial health scorecard tab. There's like a get scored button and you click on that and you can see the video, but then you can actually go get scored. And it's really, it's really the, the interface from our quality control. It just gets a bunch of information to our salespeople. So it's really cool. All right. Um, so I'm really excited about that. We just got accepted at Verify Q into the AICPA uh, startup accelerator. So that's really great program that the AICPA puts on for, I think there's five of us in the cohort this time. So if you want to see us, we'll be at Engage and Digital CPA. We'll be showing off all all of our stuff there. So definitely do that. It's been great for Acuity. So I hope the other firms start seeing the benefit as well.
0: I'll be at Engage, so I will. And I haven't talked about Digital CPA, but Engage, I'll see you there. I'll I'll take a look at it there. and, and Yeah, I'll... I'm going
1: to be at a session at Engage. We'll do a demo and, and with all the new technologies. Each of us will we'll do our bit, and then we'll have a booth. Okay. You can see all of the startup showcase companies there from the accelerator, from the AICP accelerator. It's great. Nice.
0: Okay, well, I'll go on stage and help you because that's what I like. That would be great, so, Randy. Yeah, I always appreciate you
1: being in there and giving getting my ear. It's kind of like how much Kenji appreciates me talking about him. Uh-oh, we got a bleep. Oh, bleep that. Bleep that.
0: Sorry. That's all right. Um, all right. So we, we need to start wrapping up because I have a call in six minutes. But So you've been on before. The first time you were on, we probably went over this question. I don't remember your answer, so I'm going to ask it again. We've been talking work. We've been talking B Corp, which is very exciting. We've been talking about all this stuff and what you do in your accounting firm. But when you're not doing accounting type stuff, what's your
1: passions outside of work? Oh, my passions outside of work. I mean, the most random one is I raise chickens and I live in the middle of Atlanta, the city of Atlanta. So I have 10, (laughs) down one chicken, but I have 10 black Australorp chickens And so I'm really popular with people when they need eggs. Okay. So all of my friends go to me when they need eggs. So it's kind of nice to be a good neighbor and have eggs. So that's a. I think that's as random as you need, probably, right? (laughs) No, that's fine. But what about the the noise? Are you far enough away that people aren't
0: hearing like a rooster at five a.m. or? (laughs) Oh,
1: we don't have a rooster. Okay. That was was the deal with the uh, with the chickens, but uh, it's in the side yard, so we have great neighbors that tend to. Not mind. The usually except for one fly incident, which if you raise chickens, they're just disgusting. <laughs> like the neighbors have not been impacted except for the fly incident of twenty twenty one. All so, right. Well,
0: I'm gonna be in town I think as early as April I might have to come over and have a fried egg or something at your house so
1: that would be great dude <laughs> uh, you'll be able to see the, the majesty that is the, uh, the the basement here office <laughs> nice the beauty of remote companies this is this is my house, man. This is well.
0: I'm in my upstairs. Uh, used to be my niece's bedroom up here, and it's now my office. So it's a, uh, it's kind of nice. It's quiet. Uh, my wife took the uh, the downstairs office, uh, and so when the doorbell rings, she gets that, and I can still sit up here and record. Um, all right. One last thing, then. If people want to find out more about you or Acuity or B Corp or the Tech CPA, what kind? Where should they go find out more information?
1: Yeah, I mean, the Tech CPA is what my twitter handle is what my linkedin handle is uh if you want to learn more about acuity acuity.co just remember we were too cheap for the m at the end so acuity.co <laughs> uh you can go see anything and we're on all the socials uh, for acuity also we have uh, twitter tiktok even if it's not banned in your state <laughs> uh like by the time this recording comes out exactly country. uh youtube all like all the fun stuff
0: and you do you you yourself actually do some uh, a lot of video recording i see put out there on social media you're you're the video guy um
1: uh, uh, <laughs> i'm the was, face of the franchise man that. like i'm the only one that'll get in a shirt with a shark bite out of them and like make a <laughs> total, fo- total fool of themselves and uh
0: well uh, that's, that, that's that's me once a month i record my role too in the business so all right that's nice um, all right. Well, again, really appreciate sharing the information. All three things we talked about today, the B Corp, obviously extremely important, but uh, Verify I'm going to find out more about that when I'm at a gauge. So look for that as well. Sounds like a plan. Thanks for having me, man. Thank you for joining us today on the Unique CPA. You can find the show notes for today's episode and learn more about Trimerit at theuniquecpa.com. Remember to subscribe and leave a five-star rating on your favorite podcasting app. And join us next time for more expertise and insights on The Unique CPA. Professionalproductions.net.